1: my co-host Justin and in this episode we got a special episode we got a guest appearance by my good friend Daniel I actually haven't had a a chance to really connect with him in a long time but uh, luckily we were able to catch up right before the show and uh, Daniel listened to the show wanted to come on be a part of it and I was more than happy to have him on so Daniel thanks for coming on buddy
2: no problem thanks for having me on Uh, it's good to catch up Keaton and I used to be coworkers at at Best Buy. So I don't think either of us work for them anymore, so we can say that calmly oh, thank and confidently. God. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, just to start off with our first topic, uh, Super Bowl. So, Patriots beat the Rams, thirteen to three. Brady's got his six Super Bowl rings. He's completed the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, Daniel, I saw you cooking some good food. On Facebook, what,
2: what'd you make? I made um, they were jalapeno bagel dogs with uh, buffalo meat hot dogs, and then uh, had some ground buffalo nachos. Definitely headed for uh, grease, but yeah. I throw that out there. <laughs> sounds like
1: some good stuff, but some rough stuff for
0: the stomach.
2: Oh no, man! It's Clean, lean buffalo meat. There
0: you go. All right. Should pair well with the immense amount of toilet paper you're expected to use soon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no, man. Every Everything was regular.
1: I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was doing some research for some topics, and, of course, we had to talk about the Super Bowl because it just happened. But, I mean, I was on Twitter, and, I mean, right after the game, uh, I, I was seeing stuff on Twitter about, People uh, getting mad at Brady for using, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, for using Reagan to call an audible during the game. So he he yelled Reagan to call an audible during the game. And (laughs) so people are all getting mad on Twitter because he used Reagan to audible.
0: I think it's hilarious that he keeps putting out these little uh, um, small videos of him smirking like the kid with the MAGA hat on. I think it's awesome.
2: Oh, man, I I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
0: he's just constantly trolling, learn from his buddy.
1: (laughs) I saw a a meme where they they photoshopped the Smirking Kid's face on the New England Patriots logo.
2: Yeah, someone sent that one to me today, too.
0: I just think it's funny that people are literally going nuts because they know that he had a MAGA cap in his little locker area and that he's friends with Trump. It just really sets him on fire. Well it's cause
2: Harry way. Potter, Harry Potter brought it up. Daniel Radcliffe was the one who uh I can't remember what show I think he was on. He was on the Tonight right? Show, I I believe. Tonight Show, yeah. He was saying yeah. he's saying something about the MAGA hat in the locker. So I mean if he says it all the witches and wizards get loose and uh, have to get upset about it themselves. Well, of course,
1: this is where we are now. Like the the left can't even enjoy a damn football game. My, like, come on!
2: <laughs> I mean, the, I heard a lot of people saying they thought the game was boring, but I mean, to me, it was like uh, kind of like the old school games I remember watching. Like a lot, a lot of good defense. It, I mean, it was wire to wire, uh, kind of a, a white knuckler. You know, the anybody could have won at any minute.
0: I just honestly hate how politics have divided even sports it was yeah. once it was once again everyone that was leaning left was rooting for the rams because they're from the great state of California, and their their demigod Pelosi governs there, so
1: yeah, speaking of Pelosi, she showed up uh when I was kind of researching topics to talk about. And uh, this video made the rounds. It's just a video of her giving a press conference. But like I was talking to Daniel earlier and like this. So in this video, she's given this press conference and she's just uttering just nonsense. Her dentures are falling out of her mouth. She's having face spasms and she's just you can't even understand her. So I'll play a little bit of this. But just keep in mind that this is the third most powerful person in the United States.
3: A non-starter. We
0: recognize, as I said, 90 percent of of the, what we're concerned about. Uh, the, um, however, certain localities
3: uh, where um, technology,
1: you know, I mean, so some roads. It, it is not today, to the Junior. Uh, <laughs> is, 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 what Congress? What did he say today, Matt? What, what did he say?
2: Uh, the differences of opinion. The it was stunning. when some of these fences were born. Well,
1: well, oh my god! Like uh, she she just can't even get out a sentence.
0: You mo- you, know? you almost <sighs> expect that there's smoke rising from her brain, having to work that hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like she's barely able to take questions. My god, I
0: I envision envision two gears. St- just grinding together with no lubrication in the middle and just smoke in her brain.
2: Man, look, uh-huh. I, I I can tell you, I see I see a whole lot of things about how inarticulate and uh, kind of bullish Trump is, and and they're they're not all often wrong, you know. But at the same time, like to hoist up this lady like she's some kind of intellectual goddess, like it it doesn't seem. Uh, you know b- bias isn't even like a strong enough word it's just like it, it's right there in front of their faces but you you could put a side by side like the daily show you know they could have like pelosi and trump off and just have them both babbling and talking crazy shit but instead yeah. they just like act like trump's the only one who says goofy things like that's one of the what you just showed is i've never seen anything so goofy
0: it's it's just willful neglect they know it they just don't want to acknowledge it because if they feel they acknowledge it then they lose some type of battleground space that they
2: want to keep again yeah. it does it, it it matters too much to people to be right about stuff i guess
1: yeah for sure well um during my my search for for more topics uh, bernie sanders also came into uh into the news world again Because uh, this is a video of um, Bernie Sanders and Jane Sanders on their honeymoon in 1988 where they spent some quality time together in a wonderful place (laughs) known as the Soviet Union. And so I want you – I don't know if you've seen this, but this is a shirtless Bernie Sanders singing with some communists. (laughs) He's right there on the right. There he is clapping. Leaning on the table.
2: Oh you know
1: how you get to just a point where you just look so old that you can't possibly age anymore? Like he literally looks like a skeleton in this video and it's nineteen eighty-eight. He looks I, the same.
0: It's almost it's almost like he's eats like fish scraps. Like that's all he eats.
1: I don't know. Like, I, I just...
0: I, who, who in the heck has time to find these videos from so, so long ago? It's not like we're in the, you know, uh, nowadays everyone has a smartphone so we can kind of understand where all the footage comes from, but this is back in the day. Like who in the heck is has time to research this stuff? Even yeah. going, even going back to, uh, I believe it's one of those stories we have tonight about uh, the Virginia.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who go, who has time to go back and research all of that stuff? Yeah, you're exactly right. But I am so glad that this came out because,
0: I'm not. of course, we Look see Bernie guy.
1: Sanders in his natural element, shirtless, singing with some Soviets. You know, live hanging out in the place where he draws his entire political ideology from the he, Soviet
0: he is, Union. He is 100% the guy that you witness at the YMCA that dries his ball <laughs> sack off under the dryer, completely <laughs> nude, with just socks on. And you, you you sit there and you think to yourself, why is this guy in this locker room, butt naked making with eye socks contact. on? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, understand. Making that's eye exact,
1: for sure. That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. So I, I figured we had to we had to show that, and I'll add it to the show notes. So you, if anyone wants to burn their eyes out after the show, you can watch that and see for yourself.
2: I, I don't know, fellas. I honestly think it makes Bernie look cool. I think anybody who likes him is going to see it and then just like, like him even more because they're going to insert themselves into the room of communists drinking shirtless. Like, they're just going to be like, Yes, Bernie will do that without his shirt on, too. Like, I don't think yeah. anybody's going to be vexed by it. I think they're just going to be like, oh, cool Bernie, drinking with his shirt off. I think that's what's going to yeah. happen.
1: No, that, that's every communist dream is to, you know, <laughs> sit down with some vodka on the table across from a real Soviet Union era communist. <laughs> but uh anyway... But- Moving on. I I don't think it's uh, too early to start talking about the 2020 election and how everybody and their mother on the Democratic side is announcing their presidential run. Um, But I I don't think you can really talk about the 2020 election and not talk about Howard Schultz um, announcing his independent run. So, um, you know, don't get me wrong. This guy's a liberal through and through, but um, he's actually said some good things. He's acknowledged that the national debt is a huge problem um, that nobody is really addressing, including Trump. Um, and he's also against the the Democrats' push towards socialism. But this guy, this guy's a true liberal, though. Don't get me wrong.
0: He he's a liberal in the sense that he's going to be the first one to eliminate straws for Starbucks, the dangerous straws for Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. But he's not so liberal is to not have any like he has common sense still thankfully uh, with some things, so he's not pushed all the way to the very far spectrum of the left, but he's still left yeah he's just well, he's it, just it, like
2: it, he's just like Trump with friendlier rhetoric
1: yeah yeah he's a, he's a white Obama. So, I mean, really, just take a listen to when he announced his independent campaign. And this heckler that showed up at his announcement is exactly what the Democrats are doing right now.
0: I'm seriously considering running for president as a centrist independent. And I wanted to clarify the word independent, which I view uh, merely as a designation on the ballot.
2: Don't help elect Trump. You egotistical billionaire. Go back to getting ratioed on Twitter. Go back to Davos with the other billionaire elite who think
0: they know how to run the world.
2: That's not what democracy means. I
0: think. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Of course, it's the white guy that stands up for all the ones that are oppressed, and he's got a. A healthy neck beard, I might add.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy looks like he just came out of like a a hot topic, and he's got, he's got the uh, mocha frappuccino latte, and he's holding it, and his his dream person from Starbucks is going as independent. He's, he's definitely, <laughs> he the, he's definitely the
0: gentleman that is living in his, his older mother's basement, and the reason he doesn't move out is because he always says, oh, well, I'm taking care of mother. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. That's that guy. Him. I
2: don't. I don't. I don't care for Starbucks because they like to call their store third place, and like they're saying your home is your first place, your job is your second place, and they want to be your third. Like I just don't like a coffee place that like w- wants to do more than just give me good coffee. Like they want me to like want to be there. It's just weird.
0: And, and you can already tell the impact this guy's having because he's already, what, in the double digits now against Democrats? And that's yeah. just infuriating the Democrats, I'll tell you yeah.
1: that. So this story just broke today. And um, so this is a story that was broke on the Daily Wire. Emily Zanotti uh, broke this. So I'll read just a little bit of this article here. It says, Democrats are so panicky about the potential Howard Schultz third-party presidential run that Schultz's former company, Starbucks, had to issue guidelines to their baristas on how to handle aggressive customers worried about Schultz, uh, worried about how Schultz will spoil 2020. Uh, It turns out they have a reason to be worried because according to the first polls out on Schultz's campaign, one internal... And one morning consult external poll has Schultz polling in the double digits against the Democrats in a three-way challenge to Donald Trump. So the Washington Examiner reports that the internal poll shows Schultz with a commanding 17 percent lead – or excuse me, a a commanding 17 percent against Trump and either Senator Warren or Senator Kamala Harris both of which are top contenders for the 2020 Democratic uh, nomination. Um, now this may not st- sound like a strong showing, but it puts Schultz in the position of being spoiler for both the Democratic nominees. When Schultz is added to the lineup, Trump posts 33 percent compared to Warren and Harris, who post 32 and 31 respectively. It's also good news for Schultz independently because in order to be on the ballot in the most states, a third party, a third party candidate must command more than 15% of the vote in five key national polls. So th- this is actually pretty incredible that he's actually polling already at double digits.
0: Well, yeah, we've had bipartisan politics for ever since bipartisan politics started. So to see an independent run with those kind
2: of numbers is amazing. No, he's already he automatically beat Gary Johnson, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah, he did. That's, that's pretty. Think,
2: that's pretty impressive because the the biggest story is that guy just yelled I, at him. So,
1: yeah, I think Gary only got up to like seven.
0: Gary seven
2: Johnson percent. is the
0: drunk uncle that represents the Libertarian Party. Sadly, I wish we. Uh, I wish we could see a stronger candidate come out of the Libertarian Party.
1: I do too. Just the actual party itself is a joke. You know, the Libertarian values are like, you know, the meme where the the mind exploding. Like that's the mind exploding ideas that the Libertarian values. But the candidates coming out are just like Mickey Mouse.
0: Yep, definitely Ron
1: Paul. <laughs> yeah, if we could just have a Ron Paul. Uh, come back as a if we could just clone Ron Paul and just have a young Ron Paul come out and run again. That'd be yep. great. Uh, another candidate that announced their run was, of course, Kamala Harris. And she was in the news because she went uh, on the air in a town hall style questionnaire from CNN and. And she went and endorsed Medicare for all, but she also said that she would abolish private insurance. She's since had to walk that back, but let's go ahead and listen in on what she had to say.
3: Thank you so much. What is your solution to ensure that people have access to quality health care at an affordable price? And does that solution involve cutting insurance companies as we know them out of the equation? Um, I believe the solution, and I I'm, and I'm actually feel very strongly about this, is that we need to have Medicare for all. That's just the bottom line. And, 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 and I'll say this, and this is, I think, why you're also asking this question. What we know is that... To to live in a civil society, to be true to the ideals and the spirit of who we say we are as a country, um, we have to appreciate and understand that access to health care is a it should not be thought of as a privilege. It should be understood to be a right. It should be understood to be something
1: Uh, wrong. No, it's not a right. Uh, Nobody owns another person in their labor. That's called slavery. Uh, We kind of we fought a war to go against that.
0: Yeah, she, look at her. Look at her smug demeanor too. When people are like, "Oh, free stuff," and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to give free stuff," and everyone's like, "Yeah, more free stuff."
1: Yeah, yeah. She hit on that until she, uh, and Jake Tepper kind of calls her out on this uh, about how the Medicare uh, for all would abolish private insurance, and then she's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's get rid of it." So let, let's actually listen into what exactly she said. <laughs>
2: So just to follow up,
0: just to follow up on that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, to reiterate, you support uh, the Medicare for All bill. I think initially co- co-sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders. You're also a co-sponsor yes. on it. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it.
3: Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care, and you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has, has not had that situation where you got to wait for approval, and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this? Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. Yeah, let's just get rid of it. Yeah.
1: You,
0: you, know, you know, the best thing I've ever heard about stuff like the Medicaid and stuff is Uh, A guy was talking about how people treat Medicare. So if you're given just an automatic pass to any time you have any kind of ailment to fix it, um, people take their health less and less serious. And we already have an epidemic within the United States of people that don't take care of their health. You've got so many fast food companies that have so much stuff that people just indulge in normally, you know, little Debbies all the time. And you have people that just don't exercise, don't take care of themselves. And and to put it plainly, you know, why are we, you know, you have people that take care of themselves and, and go out there, you know, why should we pay for the people that don't want to take care of themselves, that don't consider their health a priority? You know, those are things to think of with this stuff.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. You know, there's a, I mean, you said it very well as far as, like, the, the lack of care, uh, self-care. Cause I mean, but it's really not a lot of people's fault. Like, I have, I have a little bit of sympathy and empathy for people because the, the powers that be uh, have, like, kind of, for, for one reason or the other, uh, have have lied and been wrong about things that they were certain about health-wise. Like, the food pyramid's a good example, like the food pyramid pyramid itself is is just a lie and like egg whites is another good one uh you know like the best part of the egg is actually the yolk and to 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 neglect it is kind of wasting the whole purpose of eating the egg it's it's just one of these things uh, that
0: and we can we can touch on all this stuff and everyone's gonna have their own idea of what the ideal diet is but i'm telling you right now i'm a fan of pastries i love donuts (laughs) <laughs> but I tell you right now, if I know that I'm getting on the verge of not being able to move from my seat because I'm stuck because of my love handles, I'm gonna have to look at myself and say, "All right, Justin, no more of these delights now." You know, <laughs> I, I have to, I have to at some point accept some kind of responsibility as an adult to say I probably shouldn't be having a whole thing of Ben and Jerry's ice cream to myself, even though it's delicious. I shouldn't do it. Yeah, uh, that's and, that's the the point, you know.
2: Yeah, and if you choose not to, we shouldn't have to subsidize your bad habits by uh, you know taking care of your health and
0: whatnot.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Justin. You go ahead and get another bear claw. Somebody else is going to be paying for it anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I, they're like you already see these. This show, the you know, my six hundred pound life. You got this one guy that sits at home on uh, welfare and plays video games, and eats himself to death. You know, this guy is is headed for early death, but we're paying as uh, as a whole for that guy to be disgusting, you know, in a sense where he can just sit there and mooch all this money, not take care of himself and feed, you know, for the whole sake of his enjoyment, really. I mean, he does what he wants. That's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it subsidized bad behavior, but it also it, it doesn't it doesn't fix the main problem with healthcare, which is the price. Okay, so I mean, the main problem with healthcare right now, and and the healthcare system in the United States is a complete mess, and that is because of government involvement, not the lack of it. It's actually one of the most you know, government's got its hands so far up healthcare's rear end that 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 that, that is the exact reason why we have these. Um, price concerns and and really kind of moving on to another issue that, you know, got me fired up today is uh, last Thursday, the Senate voted to oppose Trump's decision to pull out the troops from Syria and Afghanistan and the motion passed 68 to 23. And we criticize the left pretty regularly on this show because the Democratic Party has shifted so far to the left that they're in Orwellian territory right now. But make no mistake. The GOP is a war hawking dumpster fire of a party. And yes, they have always been this way. I mean, when you look at the Democratic Party, you at least have to tip your hat to them because at least they're doing – they're trying to do exactly what they want to do, you know? However, when you look at the GOP, this is a party that says one thing but does the complete opposite. You've know, you heard the popular lines of like, we want to shrink government. We want to cut spending. I mean I have a question to those listening. When has the GOP ever shrank the size of government? Because it appears to me that anytime they get control of the government, they increase the size of government. And they want to cut spending? Yeah, give me a break. No, they don't. The Republicans have outspent Democrats by an unbelievable amount, especially the Trump administration. I, th- I thought it would be a difficult uh, task to outspend Obama, but Trump has doubled Obama's spending. And don't even get me started on how quick the party jumps on the opportunity to bomb another country into submission for the sake of freedom and democracy. I mean, you can clearly see that they already have the itch to start another war in Venezuela.
0: Let's, let's, let's move on to the most important story of the night though. Keaton. Oh yeah. What's that? Most important. The man that knows the moonwalk.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) So this, this is a, um, so just to give a little bit of context here. So, this man right here, Ralph Northam. Okay, this is the the mayor of Virginia, and um, Go- the reason he's in—oh, excuse me, governor, governor. Um, the reason he's in the news is because at this point, the Democrats are just openly advocating for infanticide. At this point, so New York passed the Reproductive Health Care Act, legalizing abortions taking place at the end of the third trimester.
0: Virginia said, um, "Hold my beer."
1: Yeah, and so Virginia <laughs> is trying to follow uh, Mayor Cuomo's lead, and, um, and they're trying to introduce this type of legislation um, in their state as well. So to give a little bit of context before we go right into Ralph Northam's press conference, let's listen in onto to uh, the Virginia Democrats – trying to defend themselves and their bill that they're trying to pass in Virginia.
3: To
2: do that.
0: You know, it's very unfortunate that our physicians, uh, witnesses were not able to attend today to speak specifically.
2: No, I'm talking that. about your bill. How, yeah, how, late, I mean, how late in the third trimester could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the of the woman?
0: Or physical health.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, talking about the mental health.
0: So, I mean, through the third trimester. The third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks.
2: Okay, but to the end of the third trimester.
0: Yep, I don't think we have a limit in the bill.
2: So, um, where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth. She has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating.
0: Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a you know a decision that the
3: doctor, the physician, and the woman. would I understand would make that. At that. I'm asking point.
2: if your bill allows that.
3: My bill would allow that. Yes
1: she's squirming the whole time when she's got on this. Yeah. She hated having to answer that one. She is squirming the entire time on this. It's, it's obvious that she didn't want it. Like, even when he posed the question, he was like, so, um, even when it's at the third of the, uh, at the end of the third trimester, if your bill says it would affect the mental health of the woman, she's like, or physical health. He's like, well, your bill doesn't say just physical health. Okay, it says mental health as well. So, like, she's trying to dodge the question so hard. This is just, it really is some sick legislation that they're trying to pass here.
2: Don't understand it myself. I mean, it's all just kind of confusing. Like, I can't think of a rational reason for it. You know, just like this this extension. I, I'm not... I'm not necessarily for the whole process personally, but I understand that it should still be a thing that people uh, can, can have the option for, but I just don't understand this extension. It's, it's a, it's a bit ghoulish to me.
1: Yeah. At this point it, it's, it's, and we, what we're about to hear is, is Ralph Northam kind of defend this video that this video went viral. And so he was on a radio uh interview, And he had to defend this, which he um, did, surprisingly. So let's listen in to see what he had to say.
3: If a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Uh, but again, we want the government...
0: Blown out of proportion. You are gonna resuscitate an infant after some, well, they got a pillow on hand. Like, should we use the pillow now?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so people have this idea of like a late term, late term, you know, third trimester abortion. As you just snap your finger and the baby's gone. Like, no matter what you decide at the end of this third trimester, that that baby's being delivered.
0: Period. Yeah and it and it would be resuscitated if the family desired at that point the baby is alive the baby is out on the table it's his own it's his he's his own person now he's now born with inalienable rights that you cannot take away so i don't give a dang what the family says okay it's a human being that was born if you can't handle it then it has to go up for adoption but you don't kill it yeah.
1: That's yeah, the mental the mental health argument is just insane too, because like you're gonna you're gonna say that if it affects the mental health of the woman, like you're having a baby. Like that thing's gonna be affecting your mental health until it leaves the house, <laughs> possibly after. My,
0: my biggest thing with with abortion is the fact that it pretty much uh takes the accountability away from the person. If you were an adult enough to have sex and to not use protection or whatever, that that's something on you. And, and I know that there's like the 1% or however the percentage, I know it's low, of people that get raped or whatever and they conceive. It's baby. extremely low. It's Most extremely of them are due low. to convenience. And a, and a lot of people hide behind that. But the reality of it is is if you're an adult and you're having sex and you're not taking the precautions, this is a cop-out for you to relieve yourself of having to deal with that child. And that's sad.
2: It's yeah that. yeah I think it's hard to look at it any other way i mean I think it's being dishonest it's it's uh I just think it's an unfortunate reality, like you know i've I've been on the planet nearly thirty three years and managed to not reproduce, so I mean just from personal experience, I would have to say it's not the hardest thing to do. And I understand that like mistakes happen, but it's, this isn't like, uh, dropping an egg on the floor. It's not to be. That's kind of a bad example I accidentally made, but, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's, I just feel like it's not taken as, as seriously as, as what it is when the, when those decisions are made. And the way, the way it's being talked about, it's just there's, there's no gravity, it feels like to, the to the subject and i just feel like it's like i can't um, i can't imagine having to to deal with it i've only had one instance where like i know someone who had to have one and talk about it and i mean it was a very difficult conversation to have and and like it was very solemn you know and i just feel like that that was just like a, it's a thing of the past now because everybody's like shouting it and they're all like you got like lena dunham saying she wishes she could have one like it's just like such a yeah a, a such a weird thing that people like this. This energy, like in in the in the effort to destigmatize a thing, they've kind of like it seemed. I mean, the, the appearance to me, my perception is like a, an acceleration and like an encouragement. And it's just like like destigmatizing and encouraging. I feel like are two very different things
0: exactly to me what it is is you know when democrats and republicans parody themselves they they make fun and they go to the the extent to like do some kind of radical thing to make the other look bad and it's like the left is now living a republican parody and it's like real like it's cool now to have abortions because if you don't then you're not a real woman
1: yeah. I mean, we are so far past safe, legal, and rare, which was the term that the Democrats used after Roe versus Wade. You know, it's going to be safe for the woman. It's going to be legal for the woman to have it. And it's going to be a very rare occurrence. And we are so far past that that we are actually talking about potentially delivering a baby on the table, inducing cardiac arrest on the baby, and then having a discussion with your doctor on whether you want to resuscitate it or not. It's sick. So anyway, this this video <laughs> so went anyway. viral. Yeah. So uh, you know, on um, to uh, more <laughs> hilarious That's, subjects. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Northam was in the news because he had this viral video go up of him defending this ridiculous stance on abortion. And someone dug up this college yearbook photo.
0: Some blessed <laughs> human being did so much work to get this.
1: Man, so they released this college yearbook page that shows Ralph Northam. And there's a picture of two people in the photo. One is dressed in full blackface and the other is in full Klansman attire. And uh, so, I mean, just imagine having to defend the stance of being asked, so, are you either the one in full blackface, or are you the one in the Klansman attire? Which one is it?
0: It's a real, and of pickle. course. Is of course, after much deliberation, he decided that he would partake in saying that he was the blackface individual, and that he was only trying to parody Michael Jackson who was one of the most lightest skin individuals
2: that you can pick and this gentleman oh, no, I in, heard in, I heard that was a in the different photos. time like in the in the yeah. photo it was like he said he's not he's neither of those gentlemen he said that though he oh, did oh, dress in blackface once for was, halloween to be michael jackson was, yeah
0: that was only after he gave his initial response
2: yeah, there's he had a second responses. press conference yeah this, I saw this, that he said yeah. he's he's neither of the guys, right? Isn't that his new stance?
0: Oh, oh well, CNN yeah. had him. Yeah, he's CNN, seen Yeah, CNN had him covered because they said that that was the Republican governor of Virginia. Yeah, then I
2: saw they cor- they corrected it, but I mean nobody ever sees the correction.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was the Republic. Republican governor that said that he was blackface. Yeah. So he said, CNN.
1: he said the reason why he he's not, neither of the ones in the photos, but he said he did go as, you know, he was dressed in full blackface, but he was doing an impression of Michael Jackson because he was at a dance competition. And yeah, so. My, so
2: <laughs> yeah, he can move.
1: I,
0: I, I've got to yeah. add in, I've got to add in anybody that's been through high school and have done a high school yearbook. Okay, some of the pictures you're tagged in that people pick, these ones right here for his own page with his name in bold on the top are, I, I know they're most assuredly ones that he chose to be in there because he thought it was funny. Yeah.
2: Well, look, I, I don't know if you guys saw this. My old man sent me, because my dad lives in Virginia, so uh, this is his governor, and he sent me a picture of, uh, it's it's it looks like, like, it's out of a... I don't know what it would be out of, but this is what it is. Like, I can't show either of you. I guess I could text it to you later. But I'll describe it to you. It's just, it's just him and, like, um, like you know, military whites. He's got, you know, anchors on his epaulets. And it mm. says, Ralph Ralph Shearer Northam. And then in quotes, it says, Goose. And then, comma. And then it says... I mean, I'm, I'm not making this up. It says, Coon Man. C-O-O-N Man. What?! Uh, on V.A. biology army armor like it's like clearly like some kind of um like yearbook snippet or something but I mean like in his nicknames what it looks like it's goose and coon man like that's what his nickname <laughs> oh my god so I mean like there's <laughs> there's really no way he can like paint his way out of this he he appears to have been like just a white dude that really really loved blackface as a joke you know i mean like oh, no, call, call 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 that whatever you want to call it but it looks like they really like kind of found you know, he's probably the guy in blackface in that picture it's just like so dark, yeah, he dark. Say he's it's not oh for sure i'm
0: telling i'm telling you right now it's it's he's one of them you know that's why he has that
2: picture here, Keaton, in there i'll send it to you name. i'll send it to you right now here all <laughs>
1: right uh, so Ralph is, is doing this press conference kind of explaining his position on how he's neither of these people in the photo. And for some reason, the reporter tosses him in this softball question about him being at the uh, at the dance competition. Anyway, just just listen in on this ridiculous conversation.
0: You said that the competition in San Antonio was the dance competition.
1: Yes.
3: And it was the dance, the moonwalk. That's right. Are you still
1: able to moonwalk? Uh, He looks around.
3: My wife says, inappropriate circumstances.
1: (laughs) Look at the stupid grin this guy has on his face. He legitimately, when he was asked, are you able to moonwalk? He looks in front of the podium for an area to moonwalk. And he's given a press conference about him either being in blackface or being a Klansman.
0: He goes, All right, guys, I got to sell this one. He said, there's got to be something around here I can moonwalk on. His
1: his wife is looking at him like he's the biggest dumb idiot on the face of the earth doing this in the middle of a press conference.
0: His wife is sitting there looking at him and he's like, oh, God, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Please, no. <laughs> he almost and
1: gosh, I wish he did. Man, I wish he broke out into a moonwalk in the front of that press conference. I hope. I hope Wouldn't it would have been. He... It would
2: have been the best. I, I mean, I think he he'd have he'd have erased all the grief against him. He'd been looked at like a hero. The moonwalking yeah. governor.
1: The moonwalking
0: governor. Hey man, if you're oh gonna sell God. a lie, then sell a lie with that Chris moonwalk that he was
2: gonna do. Yeah, his wife's yeah. a wet blanket. <laughs> yeah, he should have danced I know he like went, no one was watching.
0: I I know in private she like grabbed his ear and tugged on it. She's like, "What were you thinking?"
1: <laughs> she said, "Ralph, you know better than that."
0: He was so excited too. He's he got this hit stupid this moon, grin. Moonwalk here, and I'm gonna finish out, and I'm gonna look like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should have asked gosh. him They should have asked yeah, him to man. name one Michael Jackson song if he was such a huge fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just name Ralph, one.
2: Ralph Northam is like almost like Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. I'm. I'm. I am i am would not be surprised yeah. if someone right. didn't. You know, Ralph Wiggum's not the smartest character. Uh, you could like do some quality memeing. I. I would imagine. Yeah. Like, oh, painting. Painting Ralph oh, Northam I'm to sure. look like Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> I'm. I'm not going to do it, but if, like, anybody listening to your show, you know, there's a little inspiration if you're a Photoshop king or queen, it's 2019, girls can do computers, too.
1: Yeah, learn to code. That's going around, right?
2: Oh, no. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's some, kind of, <laughs> some kind of trigger word for something, isn't it? <laughs> no, it bad is. Thing, bad things will happen to journalists if you say that.
1: Yeah, but... um.
2: I mean, BuzzFeed is already feeling that.
0: Yeah.
1: So to to wrap it up, the last thing I really wanted to talk about was um, some more stuff in Venezuela. So John Bolton just kind of let the cat out of the bag on why he thinks that the U.S. should have military involvement in Venezuela, which I've already made my opinion known on this, is a huge no-no. But let's just listen in on to what this guy has to say And when he lets the cat right out of the bag.
0: We're looking
3: at the oil assets. That's the single most uh, important income stream to the government of Venezuela. We're looking at what to do to that. We want everybody to know we're we're looking at all this very seriously. We don't want any American businesses or investors caught by surprise. They can see what President Trump did yesterday. We're following through on it.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Bolton.
0: Bolton's the Bol- bolton reminds me of the old man Muppet characters that sit on the balcony and they just heckle people. Except he's not heckling; he's getting laughed at.
1: He's oh my gosh! Listen, listen to, listen to what he says here.
0: Uh, Venezuela is one of the three countries
3: I call the troika of tyranny. It'll make a big difference to the United States economically if we could have American oil companies really invest in and and produce the oil uh, capabilities in uh, Venezuela.
1: Oh, my God. It'd make a big difference in the American economy if we could just bomb Venezuela and take their oil.
0: He said, "I heard that there's lots of oil in Venezuela." And his little mustache stood up on end like a cat's hair. And he said, "Oh, really?" He said, "Yeah." Yeah. Sounds like they need some democracy down there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and you know, he's licked his mustache, and he kind of starts in the middle, and he just slowly slides his fingers over it, and he's yeah. just like, "I'm ready for this."
1: <laughs> Did someone say oil? As he licks his lips. <laughs> So said, America, America <laughs> clearly wants another uh, regime change war, and, and I, I don't know who on earth actually thinks that going into Venezuela with military um, military personnel is a good idea. I, I mean, maybe some people watching this are thinking, you know, hey, I think we should just help those poor people in Venezuela, and if sending troops to topple that evil guy Maduro helps them, then then do it. And I get it; I, I want to help the people too, but I would say, you know. Just like you said earlier, Justin, that, that Chris Hemsworth gift you know, the, would it really though? You know, would it really though? Because like it would already make a terrible situation even worse for him. And, the you know, think about every American war that was started because of um, the government wanting regime change. Think about all of those and then tell me if the people in that area are better or worse because of us being there. I mean it, it's it's not even a question. Like Iraq – That's absolutely worse. Afghanistan, way worse. We're we're trying to get out of that 17-year-long dust storm over there. There's
0: so much delicious oil. Mm. Yeah. It's all about the oil.
1: I I mean, I want to help these people too, but I, I really think that the only thing in the world that could make that situation in Venezuela worse than it already is would be American regime change. I mean, history tells us that. Look at Libya. I mean, they have open slave trade in Libya. My God. Uh, all of this said, I hope the President Trump stands his ground um, on pulling the troops out of Syria and Afghanistan. And I surely hope he doesn't listen to John Bolton, the man licking his chops over there at the oil in Venezuela, fluffing his
0: mustache. Yeah, he said – Just put my fancy pomade in my staff. want to look good for getting them barrels over here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He wants to call it the the empanada duster. (laughs) Mm (laughs) Yeah.
1: Man, that giant caterpillar on his upper lip. There's
0: only one thing that man loves more than chicken strips, and that's oil.
1: That is oil. For sure. All right, well... That's all I had for the show. Uh, I want to thank Daniel for coming on. As always, thank you, Justin, for being on. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to like us on Facebook. Share us with your friends. Um, if you could, if you go on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, if you can go on there, leave us a rating and a review, um, that would surely help us out to get on like the, uh, the up and coming section up in uh, the iTunes podcast. Uh, we're also on Spotify. Thank you again, and we'll see you on the next serving of Freedom Strips.
0: And keep those tenders warm.